Eight years ago, the world was so different. And today, Ryan Carson, CEO of Treehouse, talks about how he has helped people prepare for the future of work by building a community. In case you missed it, Google, Apple, and 13 other companies no longer require employees to have college degrees in order to get a job. And I'm going to repeat that. Google, Apple, and 13 other companies no longer require employees to have college degrees in order to get a job. And if you want to learn how to code, listen to this episode and email me, Ruben at BreakingIntheStars.com to learn more about how you can learn how to be a software engineer in less than 12 months. Naturally, obviously, or maybe not obviously, this is a tipping point. And for reference, 38% of middle school tech employees don't have college degrees. And by 2020, there will be a million more coding jobs than students and people are going to have to seek alternatives to college. Ryan is going to give you a history lesson on education technology and how he has helped train hundreds of thousands of people on their coding journey. And this isn't taking shots at college. This is just saying that education is going to change in general. And so it's important to know what's going on. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, make sure you like the Breaking and Starters page on Facebook. Join the community. Do the challenge. Without further ado, let's break in. Growing up, we're told that in order to be successful, you need to be a banker, a doctor, or a lawyer. That's what the gatekeepers want you to think. But we're part of something bigger. We're part of a technological revolution. Either you're at the table or on the table. Get in the end. 10X. Yo, 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 this is Ruben Harris. I'm here with the homies, Arthur and Timor Meister. And this is the Breaking and Stars podcast. Timor, can you please tell the people what we're doing today? Yeah, so today we're recording this episode over Zoom. Many people know that startups are everywhere, not just in San Francisco. So we have a very special guest who is in Portland right now, but he's also a founder of a company that I personally used when I was learning how to code. And today we tell everyone who wants to learn how to code to go check out their website and their service. <laughs> so I'll let Ruben introduce the guest, but definitely pay attention. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm also excited because you didn't just use it. Your brother used it. My brother used it. I personally paid for him to use it. But yeah, we're here with Ryan Carson, CEO of Treehouse. He's going to tell you a little bit more about that. Previously, he started three other companies that were acquired. He grew up in Colorado. He's currently in Portland. He's going to tell that story. And we're really excited because we're going to cover a lot of things today, including the future of education, future of work, pipeline, and all kinds of other things. But for now, Ryan, welcome. It is an honor to be here. This is a blast, guys. Can't wait. Let's do it. Thank you, man. So for the people that don't know, tell us what Treehouse is all about. So we are an online school that teaches adults how to code and make apps so they can change their life. So we've been working hard for eight years taught over 850,000 people how to code. We currently have 80,000 enrolled students, so we're bigger than any university in America. But the the reason why we work here and the reason why we don't stop, no matter how hard it gets, is because our mission is about changing lives. And it's just, it's fun, it's hard, it's an honor, it's, it's everything. I love it. That's amazing. And so like we recognize that to get to that scale over eight years, a lot of times you have to start small. So how did you start with that core user base to get to where you are now? Was it a different user base that's using it now or how did you get to this point? So we basically started by building a community of people who wanted to learn web design, web development, cared about that. And we actually started a blog. 
So it was had a, an amazing name. It was called Think Vitamin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <I like> that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brand expert. Can you tell? I see it. Um, I see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just thought, you know, we need to create content that gives people value. Yep. You know, and, and you know, it's funny. Nothing has changed in the last, you know, 10 years about mm-hmm. that. You have to give people value. 100%. And if you put in the work and give people value, eventually people notice. Yeah. And, you know, I think we have all of these illusions today about, you know, hockey stick growth and billion dollar companies. And, and we're obsessed about the outliers, you know, the Instagrams, mm-hmm. the Facebooks, the base camps. And the truth is none of that is normal. Yeah. And it's not even healthy mm-hmm. for most companies, right? Most companies are built old fashioned. You figure out how to offer value to somebody and you put in the work yeah. and you do not stop for years and years and years. Yeah. And we were the same. So, yeah. you know, we built a community. They loved what we did. We gave a lot to them. And then when we realized, oh, you know, we really care about teaching design development. We could do it online. We could mm-hmm. charge people monthly. Mm-hmm. We had this community to launch into and we launched and like day one, we had 3000 paying students. Wow. But that was like six years of work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's amazing. So with the, what's the initial thing that you got them to pay for? Was it like something on teachable or like, was it just kind of like. Teachable like, didn't exist, man. Oh. It, was, it was, it was like videos and a website. I mean, yeah. you know, it, eight years ago, uh, the world was so different. You know, there was li- like Amazon EC2 and AWS like didn't even exist. Wow. And so we, we just were simple about it. You know, we thought, okay, let's hire a teacher who knows development. Let's hire a teacher who knows front end design and mm-hmm. development. Let's have them, you know, write a script, mm-hmm. shoot a video. Like, we literally were like, hey, grab a white sheet, mm-hmm. <laughs> get a video and, and a stand, and let's figure this out. Yeah. And then you yeah. edit the content. You, and then we put it, we made a simple Rails app yep. to host it. And, we copied Linda who were charging 25 bucks a month mm-hmm. and you know, we hit go. So one of the messages I want people to hear is that it's easy to overthink this stuff and get yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. It's also easy to believe you got to be the best yeah. and you got to be, you know, you look at all your competitors and they, and they're flashy and shiny and, and you think we got to be there on day one. Mm-hmm. And then you forget that if you go back to day one for them, they were terrible. Yeah. You know, so it, it's easy to compare and, yourself uh, to one thing. Yeah. When I was, so I've been using Treehouse. I guess I started using it in 2013. And Thank before you. that, I spent a few years using like online courses, like from like MOOCs, courses from edX. And for something felt different about Treehouse. And I think you took a different approach to teaching beginners how to acquire these skills. Um, can you talk more about your approach to teaching beginners and how you're different than just taking like a college computer science course? You bet. Thanks for saying that. Number one, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into that. So that makes me happy. <laughs> so what we do is we are 100% vertically integrated. So why is Apple so great? And it's because they do everything from literally the chip, you know, to the machine and all the software in between. And so we figured we need to do the same thing with teaching. We need to build the platform. We need to hire the teachers. We need to write our own curriculum. We need to shoot all the video. We need to do all the motion design. We have to do all of the assessment. Like We have to do the whole experience so that it can be great. And then it gets even deeper. You know, you have to not only 
launch a course, but you have to think about, does this course work with this course? And what about when this one changes? What effect will it have on that one? And you can only do that stuff if you care and you're vertically integrated. And so I believe that's the secret to our success. And I wish I could say that I'm a genius entrepreneur and I, I knew exactly that we need to do that. It was just a gut instinct I had. You know, I think we need to like do all this stuff because maybe it'll work and it did work. So and I remember in those days, like you're starting out and you don't know where to go. And then, oh, there's a course on Treehouse, how to build a Rails app from scratch. And you're just following, to, like you're following steps in the video, but then you're also on a Mac. So you're following the videos for Mac users. And it was just a really nice, nicely designed experience where I think if I was looking at YouTube tutorials, a lot of the times the videos are also not up to date. So they might install some package and when you're trying to install it, it breaks on you. And I think right. for beginners, a lot of the time is spent getting unstuck versus actually learning a language. So you kind of took that away from beginners and just let them focus on acquiring the skills, Yeah, which Thanks. is great. And before going into like the future of education, things like that, how did you incorporate the feedback and the challenges that these beginners were sharing in these early days? And like, what were some of the challenges that they're facing? Yeah. So I actually did customer support myself. Oh, wow. So, you know, for the first, when we launched the company, it was basically a contractor Rails developer who built the platform. Mm -hmm. And we knew we were going to hire a developer as soon as we could to do that. But we built the whole thing ourselves. It was a designer. And then it was Jim and Nick, who are our teachers. And then I was sales and marketing and support. <laughs> and so, you know, I literally answered all the support emails and you just learn a lot that way. And I just tweeted the other day that, you know, you got to, you got to sweep the floors before you earn the right to run the place. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that, 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 that's true. Yeah. You know? 100%. So that makes a lot yeah, of sense. For sure. And uh, come since you're, you're doing this for a while now, like eight years. So this was before coding bootcamps even existed. And it almost feels like like the way that Trias took like to teaching computer science principles and web development, it almost like created this new generation of courses and uh, schools that start saying, hey, traditional education is not doing a good job connecting like the theory and uh, and um, like computer science theory with actual like on the job skills. And you kind of, you guys kind of started with like teaching Rails and web development, and then boot camps kind of took it a step further and started actually offering these like intensive three month programs. And just curious to hear your view on kind of the evolution of this alternative like education wave and also boot camps. And how do you see Treehouse working together with these uh, like alternative schools? Yep. So we decided to be 100% online from day one. And the reason why is because we would be able to make it affordable and accessible. Mm -hmm. And the problem with computer science, and I'm a product of this, and the problem with boot camps is it's basically for wealthy, privileged white people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just being honest. I think the whole system is designed to support people who already have power. Mm -hmm. And it means that nothing's going to change, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone who wants opportunity but is getting pushed out is not going to be able to get it suddenly because they can pay $15,000 and go to a boot camp. And so we decided, you know, we really want to build something that will systematically change everything. Mm -hmm. And in the future, people are going to get jobs because employers are going to create the talent. And mm -hmm. this is where we're moving. So right now, employers are fighting each other over college graduates. And 
most of those college graduates in computer science are white males. And I'm speaking as a white male, right? So I can say these things. <laughs> and there's not enough of them, you know? So we have at least, you know, 1.3 million new jobs that are going to get created minimum mm -hmm. um, in the next 10 years. We have 400,000 computer science graduates that are going to be produced. We have a major problem. And not only that, but all those computer science graduates are going to be primarily white male. And so how are we going to create a workforce that actually matches the needs of our customers, right? So, you know, we're all building products that need to be consumed by people of all sorts of different colors and genders and, and sexual preferences and backgrounds. So how do we create developers that actually do that? So the future is this, an employer will say, I need to hire, you know, 10 developers and they're going to do, do one of two things. They'll either say, I want, you know, a company like Treehouse to create those developers and I actually want them to come from my neighborhood, like, you know, literally right here in Portland. And then we do that by going out and collaborating with community-based organizations like the Boys and Girls Club or Dress for Success or any of these organizations that have talent where people don't have a road to the jobs. And then the company invests in a scholarship that supports those folks to go through the program. So it's actually free to the participants. So you have a whole new model where it's being, education is being funded by the employers to create talent or companies actually say, wait a minute, we already have amazing people that already work here. They literally are our employees. They're working in customer support or QA or retail, or they're driving a truck or, you know, they're sweeping the floors, but they love working here. We've already hired them. They want a path. Why don't we turn them into engineers? Mm -hmm. Right. And so Treehouse has another product called Career Path for that. So we basically plug it in and we turn your, you know, your other employees into developers. And so the whole question of like fighting each other for, you know, bootcamp grads who are paying 15 grand each or college grads who, you know, aren't diverse and also aren't enough of them, all that's going to go away. And companies are going to go straight to, companies like Treehouse and say, can you just create developers for us and help us make that talent pipeline sustainable? So we've really taken our model and said, the way that we change the world is not by teaching consumers how to code and then hoping they get jobs, but it's by helping the employers invest in and create talent. And it's so exciting. So we're seeing MailChimp and Envision and Chegg and MindBody and you know, just all these companies do this now. Mm -hmm. And this is like just the beginning. Oh, yeah. No, it's super exciting. So a lot of the times, because we work with a lot of folks out of coding boot camps, a lot of the times, even though you might learn a skill like building a web app, you still don't have like the in-depth knowledge of each technology. So you almost need companies to be open to taking on someone more junior and like offering an apprenticeship or um, I guess changing the narrative that you need someone who is like job ready on day one versus you need someone who has proven themselves and then you spend a few months investing in them until they're being productive and like writing code efficiently. Are you seeing these companies also open to not only invest in training, but also then invest in apprenticeships to bring these employers to those same level as their in-house employers? employers Absolutely. Employees? Yep. Yeah. And what they know is that it's much more affordable for them to actually create and apprentice the talent than it is for it to, for them to hire straight out of college. And so at Treehouse, we've built a really, really detailed apprenticeship playbook. So we actually create the talent and then we place the talent in the company and then we don't stop there. We actually run an apprenticeship playbook 
which makes those new developers successful. Because like you said, these aren't, these don't look and feel the same as computer science grads. They have unique other skills, yeah. but they needed to be onboarded differently. I mean, we found a lot of success with that. Yeah. That's right. And you talk a lot about systemic change. Can you talk a little bit about the system and how it currently is? And like, I know you've touched a little bit on where it's going, but can you talk about the current state of affairs, some of the issues, the challenges for the people that do want to change the system yeah. so that it benefits and why they want to change the system? Yeah, you bet. So went through a journey where I had signed something called the diversity pledge. And it meant that, you know, I care about creating diverse talent, about hiring diverse talent. And that's something morally I believed in. And then I had a hard look at my own company and said, wait a minute, if I believe in this, then why have I created a mostly white, mostly male company? Like, Why did that happen? And I must clearly not understand something really important. And, you know, it's a little embarrassing to say, but I had to go back and educate myself about, you know, the systemic racism and sexism in America. And as a CEO, you know, a, a male with a ton of white privilege, I had to admit that I had never had to face those things. And I had to make real changes the way we recruited and hired and onboarded talent so that we could actually invest in new types of talent and empower them. And so we start off simply, you know, let's hire from a different source. You know, let's go to the Boys and Girls Club, for instance, who has the trust, you know, whereas we don't, the, the black community does not trust Treehouse, right? Mm -hmm. We look like a white tech mm -hmm. company, right? And so we could begin to build that trust and get people to believe that they could work at Treehouse. Mm -hmm. And then we invest in them and say, we need you. And so we give them a scholarship to our tech degree and then a, a lot of mentorship support and then, you know, hired them as apprentices and then trained ourselves on inclusivity and, and equity and, and diversity so that we could be an inclusive environment for them. Mm -hmm. And this, none of this is news to you. Oh, no, um, no, it's, it's spot on. Haven't lived this, mm -hmm. but you know, for, unfortunately for a lot of us white founders, this is, this is something we have to learn. And, uh, I'm so glad I've learned it and, and we're not some, I'm not a white knight who's going to fix everything. It's just, I'm just using my white privilege and to basically say, we can change the system mm -hmm. if we partner and we work on that. So it's been exciting to see, you yeah. know. I think trust uh, is, it's not just with race, right? It's like with religious communities, with like, you know, veteran communities, with like mm -hmm. just different disabled communities, just like the way people perceive and interact with them. Like if you don't have that trust, nobody's, everybody's going to naturally be skeptical. So it's, 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 um, it's good that you're thinking about that. Yeah. So. And I, I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize about Treehouse is that you have a library card program, yeah. right? Talk Where you, if, can you talk about that? Because I, I yeah. want more people to that's know been, about this. That's been really fun and, um, and amazing. So we basically have these partnerships with huge libraries, once in San Francisco, where if you have a library card, you get a Treehouse account for free. Mm -hmm. Wow. And uh, it's been so cool to see that roll out. I mean, I think that's that's amazing. Every day after school, I used to hang out in the library. And like, what's cool about the library is always computers. If you don't have a computer, you can literally just sit in the library and then use your free Treehouse subscription and right, learn. Right. And then yep. once you're ready, you just turn Talent Path on, and there you go. So that's cool. So let's talk about the pipeline workforce stuff because, like, I told you before in the pre-chat that my perception of Treehouse has been targeting people that are interested in, in learning to code and giving them that introduction, but I didn't know that it is starting to develop talent. So talk about that and why, and why you're doing that. Yeah. It all came from 
this journey that I went on where I realized that at Treehouse, we needed to hire diverse talent and we weren't doing it. And then we built this solution for ourselves. So we, you know, part of the Boys and Girls Club, put them through the tech degree, supported, mentored them, hired them as apprentices. And then I realized, wow, this, this actually works. And it's much deeper than just, you know, giving someone a course and saying, good luck. And so I think we started there. And then I had friends who run companies who said, can we please use that solution? And so we said yes, and we iterated on it. And then we eventually rolled it into a product. And that, that is Talent Path, which creates diverse engineers for a company. And then we realized, gosh, when we get the employers to invest in this, and then everything can change. You know, so what we do is a company says, we want to partner with you to create diverse talent, or we want to partner with you to create talent from within our own employee base. Then we come in and we basically plug in the system and then we run it with them. And it's, it's fun. It's a complex and exciting and, and different, but it's, I, I think it's the future of, of the talent pipeline. Yeah. We talked a little bit about future of pipeline and work. Can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on the future of education? Do you plan on just sticking to coding forever? There's going to be these jobs being created and destroyed in the future. Like, are you expanding other skill sets? How do you think about that? We're going to stick to tech-related jobs right now because we, I'm a big proponent of focus and doing, you know, being really good at something. So we're going to stick right now with development and product design and and some other like related fields for quite a while there's so many there's so much opportunity there you know yeah Yeah. do you have a playbook for someone who's just starting out because there's a lot of courses online and we speak to a lot of people a lot of beginners and they feel overwhelmed so i guess what is the playbook for someone even to start using treehouse like what courses should they be doing first how do they get started thanks for asking so what I always recommend people do is decide what their goal is. And if their goal is to get a job, uh, then this is the playbook that I recommend. First, you know, you need to be in a, a city where there are potentially larger jobs to get. You know, if you're in a small rural town, it's a little bit different. But here's the basic playbook. So most of the jobs right now are in JavaScript. And so we recommend that you focus on JavaScript you know, being the main skill that you learn. And what we do is this, you basically follow our JavaScript, full stack JavaScript track. So you can either take our tech degree or our track and you go through that and it's going to take about an hour a day, takes about six months. Mm -hmm. And then, then as soon as you can, you start building projects, really simple, real world projects that you care about. So it might be gosh, I want to build a really simple website that if you, you know, click a button, it does this and you start to level up. And then eventually you get to the point where either you finish our, our full stack JavaScript tech degree, which is about a six month course, costs about 200 bucks a month. You do 12 projects. As soon as you get near the end of that, you start, you ask a friend, can I build a simple app for you for free? Straight up, I don't want anything, just want to try. And you'll get a Yes. And then the next thing you do is you go to a very small business and say, you know, you have your website could use a revamp or your simple app could use a redo. Can I do it for you for a hundred bucks? I know that sounds cheap, but I'm just, I'm learning. I want to, you know, boot this up and they'll be like, yeah, okay. I mean, worst that happens is I'll lose hundred bucks and get kind of a website out. You do that. Then you do it again, you, but you charge 200 bucks and then you do it again. You charge 500 bucks and you basically ratchet your way up to a decent paid portfolio with real clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at that point, you know, no one's going to be able to tell the difference between you and someone that has, you know, 
chunky experience at another tech job. Yeah. It'll look the same to them and you'll have the real world experience and you'll be good at talking to people and solving their problems. And uh, I, you know, I, I have hundreds of friends that have followed this playbook and have extremely well-paying tech jobs right now and they're full-blown developers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes work, but as long as you do the work, like you can make it happen. Yeah. What's the story behind the name Treehouse? Uh, so, um, like I said, we had this blog called Think Vitamin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to be called Vitamin, but we couldn't get vitamin.com. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, they're kind of like vitamins for your brain. So think mm-hmm. vitamin. <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, it kind of made sense. And mm-hmm. we ran that blog for a long time and it got big. So that was like 2005 to 2010. Mm-hmm. How big was it? I don't remember exact numbers, but I mean, yeah. it was one of the blogs yeah. in web design and web development. Yeah. And then, so we launched, then we thought, let's launch you know, this idea of where we teach online instead of in person, you know, and we already have this blog. So let's call it think vitamin membership. And we did all the branding. It was 25 bucks a month. (laughs) It's like the worst (laughs) name ever, Um, but it goes show like you can overthink these things. And thankfully we didn't, you know, we just launched it and crank. And then, um, I was listening to a podcast by Jason Kalkanis called this week in startups. And and he said, you know, you got to do the the bar test on your name. And I'm like, what's the bar test? And he said, it's like you're in a busy bar and someone says, what's your company? And if you say the name and they're like, what? <laughs> then you fail the test. <laughs> so I was like, you know, thinking about saying, think vitamin membership, you know, to some guy at a bar and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so I was like, this is bad. Like we need to change the name. And this was probably, this is like a year in. Yeah. And so I was talking to my wife about it and my wife's my best friend. And I was like, we have a problem, you know? <laughs> and she was basically the co-founder of Treehouse. I mean, you know, she's not yeah. listed as a co-founder, but she and I really came up with the idea together. And yeah. I was like, we got to find a name. And, and she's a journalist and she has this really cool way of, of doing brainstorming. So you start with, uh, with like an idea, yeah. a word, and then you put it in a bubble and then you start sending shoots like off it. And uh-huh. like, what are words that are related to this? So, you know, and I can't remember what we started with, but eventually the word treehouse came up Yeah, and yeah. she thought of it. That's awesome. And then I Googled it and like nothing was really called treehouse. I'm like, yeah. what? How's nothing called it's treehouse, amazing. you know, yeah. um, well, except for the her. Canadian children's channel. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But, amazing. So what can we expect from treehouse over the next 10 years? Oh boy. I, uh, we're going to change the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a ton of work though. Yeah. Um, you know, we are my mission in life. And I say this over and over again, like I want treehouse on my gravestone. Like I'm not joking around. Yeah. You know, like you'd have to kill me to get me to stop. Yeah. And the reason why I feel like that is because I'm alive at the right moment in history where there's a massive amount of jobs being created. Mm -hmm. There's a massive amount of people who are ready to get those jobs and we're able to get them ready for those jobs with an online education system. Yep. Like I'm alive at the right moment in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like our goal is to change the system yep. and say, you know, there's a, there is a better way. And we think we started at the right time to grab that. So we're going to reboot and rebuild the talent pipeline in America and in the world. Love it. So Love we, it. we definitely want to support you in your mission. So Timo, take us into the lightning round. Yeah. So we have about five minutes left, but uh, we do the lightning round where we ask you questions and we're looking for answers that have strategies, tactics that our listeners can use as they're breaking in into tech. So uh, guys, take it away. Yeah. So this question takes us back to the basics. And a lot of the time when we ask this question, 
your trios actually comes up as one of the answers <laughs> but excited to hear <laughs> your version of the answer so to take it back to the basics imagine if you were dropped in a new city and you only have a hundred dollars and you're starting from scratch and you want to break into tech so what would you do and how would you spend that a hundred dollars do i have a laptop or anything so let's assume uh, you have a laptop and you have a place to live, but kind of how, how would you spend $100 to level up? Oh, wow. It would be all about meeting people. Mm-hmm. So I would basically spend it on like getting meetings and then, you know, taking people out for a drink and paying for that drink. So it'd be 100% built and developing relationships. Nice. And from what I understand... Portland's an amazing music city, so I'm not sure if you enjoy listening to music, but whenever you are focused on, you know, achieving this mission, are you like really hungry? You really focus on work. Like what kind of music do you play to pump yourself up? Oh man, I do this every morning. So (laughs) I'm pulling up my Spotify list. So about a year and a half ago, I decided it was time to go into beast mode and work, (laughs) work, work, work. And so I started waking up at 4.30 and like it. And um, the first thing I do is listen to music because even though I say that, you know, when you first wake up in the morning, you're tired, you mm-hmm. don't want to do it, you're discouraged, like the mm-hmm. demons come at night, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just like put on headphones and I start listening to just all sorts of music. So I've got Kendrick Lamar, okay. I've got Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. I've got all sorts of just stuff, you yeah. know? And it's usually like rah yeah. music, you yeah. know? Yeah. About, I got to, I just got to make this happen. Yeah. And then some of it's like hilarious dance music. So yeah. this is also, also this band called Combro Chill. Okay. I haven't heard of them. I'm it's hilarious. Combo and Chill. it's just like happy music. So it's, it's a mix of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's my way of like, you know, shouting down the demons that are yeah. telling me I can't do it yeah. and, and mixing it with like, you know, physically changing my mind um, yeah. to go. And, and uh, I actually love the mornings now. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we definitely believe you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you talked a lot about, I guess, the importance of tech, but for someone who's in college now, they might have already picked a major or they're about to pick one. What would you tell them and why should they care about tech as a career? I wouldn't go to, I'd drop out of college, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't go. And instead I would, I would just start asking if I could volunteer somewhere or work for, you know, peanuts. I would I would literally just go to the company that I dreamed about working at and I would do anything to work there. Mm-hmm. And then I would look for ways to be helpful. I mean, I, I believe the the only way to get ahead in life is to figure out how to be helpful to other people I like that. Um, and then learn from them. I like that. And it is interesting the way that you said that just because it immediately made me think about the work that you are doing, that we're doing around like exploring the future of education and work. Do you plan on sending your kids to college? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the the reason why is because I, you know, I think there's way more value in teaching them how the system works yeah. and saying you can shortcut the system mm-hmm. and you can have more fun and you can have more experience. So what we are going to do is allocate money to give them a an experience where they travel around the world, just barely enough money so they don't die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but say you got to like, you got to make money somehow, like at a yeah. bar or at a coffee shop we'll give you a, maybe a plane ticket yeah. and your job is to go learn about life yeah. 
And then, you know, you'll know more about what you're passionate about, what you're excited about, and you can learn that skill on the job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. One more thing. What are your thoughts on student loans? They are pure poison. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, student debt has surpassed credit card debt in America now. Yeah. And I speak to people every day that have 30, 50, 75, $100,000 of debt. Mm-hmm. And that is like life ending. Yeah. Right. And I don't believe universities are evil. I'm yeah. clear about that. Yeah. Like, I think there's great people that work at universities who are, have dedicated their life to helping people, but the system is, has become poison. I think that, you know, this is, you know, we've actually figured out a way of a talent path and career path to make the education free, like paid for by the employer. That's yeah. Right. Amazing. Yeah. So I think that's where we're going. And if you believe you need student debt, like send me an email or something, Ryan at yeah. Team Treehouse, and you know, I'll tell you all about it. And there's like math behind this stuff as well that proves you could be actually costing yourself two million dollars in lifetime earning by accruing student debt instead yeah. of just being an apprentice somewhere. Yeah. 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 No, I, we we fully agree. And um what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I'm everywhere. If you just Google Ryan Carson, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, Google his uh, name. I was one of those lucky guys that got all my, you know, usernames early. So Twitter, Instagram, Medium, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. I'm Ryan Carson. I love to talk to y'all. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Check out Treehouse, everyone. Yep. Thank yep, you. Yep. Thank you for your time. Man. Yeah. Thanks. Man. Thanks. It's been an honor. Take care. Peace. Thanks for checking us out. We appreciate you for listening and always love your feedback on how we can do better. If you enjoyed this, let us know what you thought on the reviews by going to iTunes, searching for Breaking Into Startups, subscribing to our podcast, and leaving a review. Also, if you know someone who came from a non-traditional background and is looking to break into tech, encourage them to sign up to our newsletter or tell them to join the Breaking Into Startups community on Facebook. Remember, if they don't let you in through the front door, go through the back door, around it, under it, or through it. Let's break in. Let's break in.